The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock, and delighted to be joined now by the singer Paul Potts, known to so many of you uh, from his victory on Britain's Got Talent. He has a new album, a double album, out no less. It is called. I hope I don't butcher this, Paul. Musica non prohibita, <laughs> which uh, my fairly rudimentary Italian would suggest means music is not prohibited. That's correct, yeah. What's the story behind that title? Um, well, basically, when the lockdown started in Italy um, two years, two and a half years ago, they, they had it much worse than a lot of us did. They they literally weren't allowed to leave their homes at all unless doing very essential things. And something that grew out of that was was singers and other performers started to do performances from their balconies or from their living rooms. And so in spite of everything being forbidden, music wasn't. Music wasn't forbidden. It wasn't prohibited. So I took the inspiration from that to start my own daily performance. And I did... Um, about, I, I did four months of daily performances, basically from Mother's Day right away to into July of that year. And at the end of that, I thought, well, I should I should record some of them maybe. And so I, I thought I'd record maybe twelve, sixteen of the of the pieces that I did during lockdown. And the end, <laughs> I got a bit carried away and ended up ended up with forty one. How did you find that experience of of? lockdown and not well not I was about to say not being able to perform you obviously did perform uh, on the balcony not being able to perform in the way you were used to well I wasn't able to go to some of the my regular places I did I did do a tour part of a tour in Denmark that year um, and I had that nerve wracking wait for the PCR test to come back I keep having to have to do that <laughs> in in Korea. It's like they take a running jump before they shove the swap up your nose. But um, thankfully, my next trip I don't have to do that. Um, <laughs> but it it kind of took away a lot of my touring, and a lot of my performances were in 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 front of a camera, basically not being able to hear any feedback. And I remember doing one pre-recorded um, performance for the Royal Albert Hall, which was about forty minutes long. And the trouble is you're aware you're recording it. And there's part of you that thinks, well, if I mess up, I can always start again. But of course, if you get to the last five minutes and you have to start the whole thing again, it won't take long before you wear yourself out. So I did stop once, but then I thought, no, I've got to to pretend this is live. And if I was live, I wouldn't stop the piece because I've made a mistake. So I just had to get on with it. But it was really strange performing without doing an actual concert without an audience. What's it like then getting all of that back? It's 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 really fantastic to get it back. Um, I think it's still going to take some time before things are what we call normal. Um, it's because people are still, still a little hesitant, I think, and it's because um, people have to feel comfortable, and that's that's hard. That's a hard position to make because nobody really knows what's going to happen, and you know we're, we're kind of. We've kind of um, been told we have to just get used to it. And I think that's where we are and that's where we're at. And it's great to be back performing again in many places where I go. And I'll be in, I'll be in Korea tomorrow. Um, well, I won't arrive there till the next day, but I'm flying to Korea tomorrow. So I'm 
going back to do some more performances. And it's hopefully we'll get some proper sense of normality very soon. Do you, do you spend, because you mentioned Korea as well in terms of the, the PCR testing and the running jump they take before they put the swab up your nose. <laughs> I mean, how, how, how much of your performing, your touring takes place in that part of the world? Um, I'm usually there four or five times a year. Um, this is my second trip this year. Um, and that we'd, I hadn't been for more than two years before that. So it's, it's the only two years I've not been, it's, I've, I've, I've not been to Korea. I'd, I'd spend quite a lot of time there. And, and also places like Japan and, and parts of Europe and Germany, and Denmark and Austria as well. I mean, I do normally travel quite a lot. So the, the testing regime was, um, was something that I just had to get used to, but it doesn't have to dry your nose out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have no doubt. I mean, are, is there a greater appreciation for your type of music, for opera music and classical music and singing in different parts of the world, in Korea and Japan, for example, compared to over here? I think the demographic for um, the my concerts is slightly younger in, in Asia than it is in Europe. Um, there's still younger people in audiences in, in Europe, um, but the, the, the average is a bit lower in, in, in Korea. And I take part in TV shows that's, uh, that, that tend to go in front of a younger audience as well. I've done certain singing competitions in, in Korea where, where you're singing somebody else's song that, and you're doing it in a different style and, and the audience have keypads to vote. So it, it's going in front of younger audiences and and um, it's so, so therefore the, my, the demographic tends to be a little younger in, in Asia. Uh, like the, so, all of that tour. How much of the year does that take up on on your schedule? I mean, is that life for you, living out of a a bag in a hotel? <laughs> I, I'm I'm, quite, I'm I'm reasonably comfortable living out of a suitcase. I mean, the only thing that I really unpack is uh, my performance suits and, and suits for interviews. I'm I'm some I don't try to unpack too much because I and, and and put things away in 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 drawers and stuff because I'm I'm very good at leaving things behind. So if you if it's unpacked, I have to order one when I get home because I know I'm going to leave something behind. Luckily, uh, I've not left a passport behind before. Oh well, well I have almost a couple of times. It is. Um, I mean, uh, what, what what has allowed all of this uh, in your life is what I mentioned right at the outset, and it's how how so many people will know you is from from Britain's Got Talent. Is that is that how you kind of look back on life? It's kind of was that pre Britain's Got Talent or post Britain's Got Talent? I'm, I'm able to do what I love because of because of Britain's Got Talent, and I, I before that I was a complete I, I was a complete amateur in the in strict sense of the word because I, I I was barely performing before BTT because of illness and injury, and and I was paying to do it as it was it was a hobby of mine, and and I and I was I was paying I was paying to do it, and because of the accident I had in 2003 I couldn't afford to continue doing it so it's it was something that I never thought I'd, I'd ever do as a career at the best of times but and in the worst of times I, I I thought that I would I wouldn't really be singing at all and so to be doing that as my career now is more than I could ever have dreamed for. And was that the plan when going on Britain's Catan that maybe this could manifest as a career or was it just here's a chance to go and sing on television? 
Well, I, I stumbled across a pop-up window and I'd, I'd actually tried to cancel it, but I'd accidentally maximized it. And there was Simon Cowell stood in, on the left-hand side of the ad and there was an application form to apply. And I, I, I filled it in and, and I thought, man, I kind of looked at my reflection in, in my laptop. I was doing some work for um, weekly figures for my area manager. And uh, I, I thought, well, why would they pick you? you? You're too old. They're expecting somebody in their 20s. I was in my mid-30s then. Um, you do the wrong kind of music. Um, I was doing opera and they would prefer pop. And present company accepted. I, I, I figured I'd got such a great place for radio. Why would they choose me? So <laughs> I, I, I got a 10 pence piece out of my pocket, flipped the coin and decided if it landed on heads, then I'd apply. If it landed on tails, then I'd cancel the whole thing and never think about it again. Because I, I never thought it was going to go anywhere, even, even after I pressed accept, after the, the coin did land on heads. So I, I, I didn't think I'd ever hear back. You did, ultimately, and mm. you are where you are. I mean, what, what are the future plans? So we've got the double album out now. What's next in the agenda? Um, well, I've got a tour in the UK. Hopefully, I'll get the opportunity to come back to do some shows in Ireland again. I, last time I was there was a few years ago. I did I did Dublin, Castlebar, and, and Cork. Some great venues. Um, the Opera House in Cork is fantastic. Uh, I know they had some flooding issues there the, the last year or two. And, um, and and I played the Olympia in Dublin a few times. It's such a beautiful venue. And not a bad Guinness place next door either. <laughs> not pl- plenty of places for a nice Guinness uh, yeah, around Dublin, not just in Dublin, right around the country. Um, listen, uh, Music Non Prohibita is the name of the album. Music is not forbidden. It's a double album. So uh, twice the bang for your buck. Uh, Paul, what song will we finish the show on today? One of my favourites, which I perform around the world, is is based on the the love theme to the Godfather, and it is called Parla Pipiano. Wow, great choice, Paul. It has been an absolute pleasure. Off the ball are up next. I will be back tomorrow at four o'clock, as always. Have a great evening, folks. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.